Hey, what's up, 719? It's Cliff Cage, and I'm excited to share my top five favorite albums that I always listen to. So backstory, I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid, so I feel like I grew up in the era of great music in the 90s. And when I was a young kid, my parents divorced, so music became really an outlet for me. And being an only child, music became my best friend. And for the newer generation nowadays, I promise you MTV used to play only music and a little bit of reality shows. Now it's completely turned around, no music at all. But there are a lot of albums that I still hold close to my heart from back in those 90s until now. And if you stop by the website, x1039radio.com and click on my profile, Cliff Cage, you'll see a few of my top albums that I remember listening to all the time. So one of the first albums, Adele 19, that still makes the list. I think it was about 2015, 16. I really got into the open mic scene and me and one of my good friends, I consider my brother, we literally used to listen to Adele's album before and after we'd get off the stage at open mics around the city. It was just something about her voice just being so different and it sounded overseas, but it had almost like an American feel to it. And I just never heard anything like that ever before in my whole life. I still consider that album one of my favorites. And I just love that she always named her albums after how old she was. Because it definitely helps me in my timeline knowing where I was at. Also, I was fortunate enough to see Adele in Denver back in the mid-2000s, I believe it was, up in Denver. And the show was amazing. And what really set it off, when she was on stage, she was dropping a lot of F-bombs, a lot of S-bombs. <laughs> But she makes it sound so cool with that accent. And I believe someone actually proposed on stage. Not sure if it was set up or not, but her shows just seem so fluid and just go with the flow. And still one of my top five concerts I've been to. Moving on to number two, Nirvana Nevermind album. And it's funny because my mom remembers getting me this album. And she said when she'd get off of work sometimes and come home early, I'd be right in the middle of the living room. With the broom, which I was probably supposed to be doing some chores, but I'd be sitting there acting like Kurt Cobain, just jamming out, acting like I'm a rock star, which thinking about it, probably exactly why I'm on the radio now, because I still think I'm a rock star, <laughs> but that album was so monumental, obviously to many people out there, started a whole new genre of music, style, and just attitude of being who you want to be, not what everybody else wants you to. But as we all know, it's unfortunate what happened to lead singer Kurt Cobain. I remember watching MTV that day, and it was one of the early times I remember connecting with an artist and really feeling sad and emotional, not knowing them, but just connecting with their music. Now that I'm older, I see obviously that can happen, but you know, as a young kid, preteen, it's hard to explain at that time, but I just know his music was really just heartfelt for no matter what genre of music you listen to. And I do still plan one day to head out to Seattle. I'd love to sit on his bench and just kind of like take in the atmosphere. So I'll keep you posted. I do plan on going sometime soon. So moving on to number three, growing up in the 90s, hip hop, such a big part of my lifestyle, which brings me to Run the Jewels, two of my favorite artists, Killer Mike. Congratulations. He just won Best Rap Album at the Grammys and also his counterpartner, LP, the dynamic of that group is so amazing. And no doubt, I thought it was cool. A white dude and a black dude equally as talented on the mic, just making such a masterpiece. I grew up listening to Killer Mike 
back in the old like outcast days. And it's cool to see how his career has transformed from music to activists to solo artists and teaming up with LP for Run the Jewels. And it pains me that I was not able to see Run the Jewels when they stopped through Denver. I think it was two or three years ago. Maybe it was about a year ago. And I always tell people, you have to go see certain artists in concert. Even though, yes, their album may sonically be perfect or perfect to you, seeing them on stage in those live moments really allow you to connect with that artist. And I'm always a huge fan of all artists when they're on stage or maybe live on radio or on TV. When they throw in those unexpected lyrics or just conversations that, you know, they're really connecting with you. You know, like when an artist will throw in something about, hey, we're in Denver or we're in Colorado Springs. Even just something that small, just, you know, it lets you connect with them. Now, moving on to number four, it was hard to pick such a certain album, but you'll get it when I say what the uh, album is called. So all you 90s people, remember Jock Jams from MTV? Yeah, I'm taking it there. I literally got every new one that would come out on my birthday or Christmas because they kind of both fall in the month of December. And thinking about it, I think that's where I really got a grasp for all music because those albums had everything from rock to maybe some country, maybe to some of that early EDM music to hip hop. And it's hard to say which exact number I like. So I just said every Jock Jams album. And like I said earlier, MTV used to be like the cool outlet for all music. And these albums really just shook up the whole world, shook up my world. Sometimes I wish they'd release these again. It would kind of be a cool nostalgic thing, but I'm pretty sure MTV's way past that. But I still have a few of those CDs buried somewhere in my mom's garage that I plan to one day maybe take a few photos. And I don't exactly have a CD player anymore, but maybe I can find one just to give it another spin real quick. And for my fifth top album has to be something brand new that kind of has a nostalgic feel for me and probably you as well too but with Green Day releasing their new album Saviors that took me way back I graduated from Sierra High School back in 03 and we played their music during our graduation so their music always has a close place in my heart and as most artists we get older and life takes you in a different direction but it was glad But I was glad to see that they're coming out with new music and not to mention they're stopping by Colorado later this year. And it's just cool to see the reception that they've gotten since announcing the album and it's just coming out. Not sure if you saw that video. They were, I believe, in New York on a subway and just had like an impromptu, impromptu concert. And the inner me wanted to go so bad. I think I watched that video four or five times. But it's just great to witness when certain artists or bands really never lose that it factor. And I feel like I can say Green Day has never lost anything. To me, they still remind me of that group I saw on MTV back in the later 90s, early 2000s. And they're still out there setting trends and not caring what anybody thinks. So in wrapping up, There's so many other albums I wish I could talk about. Hard to limit it to to just five albums. Because honestly, there's probably about 500,000 albums I love. But those were a few that I feel like helped shape the person, the DJ that I am. And to be honest, if you were to ask me this here in a few days, name my top five albums, it would probably be completely different. Thanks for checking out the latest episode of What's New Now podcast, my top five albums. It's X1039, Cliff Cage.